You want a footy podcast with expert opinion. Beat Freo there last year for whatever that holds. Yeah, it's the least relevant game of 2016. <laughs> with sizzling hot takes. They're a bigger cop tease to their fans than late 1990s Pamela Anderson. And unique analysis. What was it? What was the quote, mate? I don't know. I was pissed. <laughs> you want the Greenfield Post footy podcast. Yeah! Round 16 has been run and won. Another weird, some great results, some weird results a game. And that's pretty much every single week in the 2017 AFL season. I'm going to chat about St. Kilda and Richmond. Sydney, another draw for the Giants, Bulldogs North, Clayton Oliver having a bit of a chat with someone over the fence, Rudy's rant is back, uh, we have to talk about Bucks, uh, a weird take of the week, and give me something, I'm Rabs Warren, editor of the Greenfield Post, he's back, Rudy Edsel, oh so no no, that's the wrong one, that's the wrong one, there he is, welcome back Rudes. <laughs> Dear me. <laughs> I, I just brought all my mates in the studio for that <laughs> That's right. And Ethan Meldrum, of course, is back. But Rudy, what, uh, how was your weekend off, mate? Um, well, I didn't really off? have a weekend off. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, you talking about last week? Yeah. Uh, it was fine. Yeah. Um, Mid-season holiday. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Just call me Caroline Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I just um, I just couldn't make it last week. No. And uh, yeah, it was interesting to listen to the pod without having been on it. Is there, is, there, is there a portmanteau of Ruzi and Rudy or something like that we could pull off? Oh, Ruzi. 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 Let's kick it off. Players of the week. Uh, Ethan, who have you got? Uh, I've got Gary Rowan, actually. What? I know, right? Yeah. Gary Rowan, the like one of the least consistent the players. Perennial in whipping boy. A- actually, I wanted to highlight him because he played a real four quarter game and he was the focal point up for like. Probably best on ground for Sydney. Uh, just absolutely sublime up forward. Kicked five goals. Reached that during the third quarter at some point. He was dangerous in every... Like, every time Sydney went forward, he was dangerous. He was... One, he was quick. He used his pace. He kicked long. And two, he was a really good contested marking option deep forward, which is... Not his know, game, usually. It's not normally his game unless, you know, he's playing the dying seconds against Essendon. <laughs> he, he is deceptively strong, though. Yeah, he's really? super yeah. strong. It's the sort of game that is, you know, it might be a turning point for Rowan in the sense of, like, okay, he's strong all together. Like, he's, everything he's good at, he's done in a game, and he's done it consistently for four quarters. It's the sort of thing he's promised for years and hasn't really delivered on sustainably. Mm. And he did that. Mm. And he... he it was the focal point in winning the game for Sydney. It's good. It's like it's, he's frustrating to watch because with his pace and his and his strength and his agility, he he should be able to dominate. You know, he should like he's got we, the skill we, set. We've 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 been waiting for this game for Rowan for mm. years. Yeah, well, he's got finally the, He's got that like Dangerfield Martin style skill set of like yep. pace and strength, and it's it's good to see him, him actually do it. However, he still did get injured towards the end of the game, just because he <laughs> is still Gary Rowan. Mm. That's still what he does. I was going to say he's made his career about being an impact player that doesn't really make an impact, but geez, he was good against against the goal, a, a yep. disappointing Gold Coast, which will. We'll probably chat about that game a little bit later on. Um, well, I'm just going to lock him in for the rest of the season. You don't even need to ask me who my player of the week next week or the week after that is. It's always going to be Dane Zorko because <laughs> the kid is an absolute freak. Again, if he was in Melbourne, he he would be in Brownlow contention, I reckon. If, if they were winning, mm. he'd be in Brownlow contention. So he kicked that, the Brisbane kicked 11 goals in in you know a pretty dismal display against Geelong. He kicked four of those, 36 touches, 12 tackles, and 10 clearances. That is serious, but it's not an anomaly. He does it pretty much every week. That's like uh, it's like the, the the footy version of a triple double, isn't it? It is. Thirty six touches, ten clearances, twelve tackles. Actually, has he gone over five? He's got. Is it a five by five? He's got the five inside fifties. 
He's got the t- yeah, he's just he's so good. He's he's reminiscent every week. He's as well. reminiscent of Gaz Junior when Gaz Junior was absolutely flying because he's a goal kicking midfielder. He wins his own footy, but he's really elite with his ball skill as well. I'm not saying he's Gary Ablett Junior, but I'm saying he's, he's so yeah, good. I think they're slightly different types of players. Uh, absolutely. But he's he's a freak. But it doesn't take away from how good Zorko is. Yeah. Ma- yeah. If, and you said, Rudy, you know, imagine how good he would be if the team he was in didn't lose every week. Yeah. He'd be a freak. Like if he, was at, if he was at Geelong or if he was at Adelaide. Well, imagine Adelaide with him. That'd oh. be... That'd be <laughs> He'd write the season off now. Yeah, he'd be unstoppable. Engrave Um, the name on the cup. Yeah, so I I can't wait for their game. I don't know who they got this weekend, but I'm sure he's going to another 30 and kick multiple goals, and I'll lock him in again as my player of the week for (laughs) round 17. I think they may have Richmond. Oh, lock him in, lock him in, lock him in. That'd be very fun. What about you, Roots? Um, I've gone a little bit sentimental with my uh, player of the week. It's Rue, Nick Rewalt. He was, I thought he was mammoth mm. uh, early on, you know, when before they'd killed the game off against Richmond. He had 15 touches and 13 of them were kicks. He took 12 marks. 13? <laughs> you can't help it, can you? <laughs> no, you 13, can't. 13, um, He took 12 marks and we thought he'd broken the all-time uh, record for marks. I published a, an article to that end on Triple M on the weekend and uh turns out I was wrong because... Cole Hutchison found some Gary Dempsey game where he took And I had to grabs. polish an article correcting you. Yeah, it was good. Um, Come on, Rudy. And yeah, he kicked three. Come on, AFL just, tables. Just, just evergreen, Nick Rewalt, you know, and it was on an emotional day for him. It's the, it was Maddie's match with his, uh, his sister and whatnot, and that was it's just really um, touching. It's, it's, I think, I don't, I think, actually think like Nick Rewalt is a bit underappreciated. Still. I, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to being able to tell my kids that I watch, got to watch Nick Rewalt play. Mm. He is just like, he wears his heart on his sleeve. He is footy in so many ways. He's the player. He's the barometer I use to assess people's footy knowledge. You know, like if, if I meet someone and we talk about footy and, and I'll say to them, how good is Nick Rewalt? And they, if they say anything other than like rapturous love for him, I'm, I write him off <laughs> as a footy, <laughs> as a footy <laughs> pundit. I'm, I'm, you don't know what you're talking about if you don't love Nick Rewalt. I'm prepared to be shot down here, but. And this is going to sound weird, but one of the best things for Nick Rewalt's career was the fact that St. Kilda sort of dropped off the cliff for a bit because he wasn't as well liked when St. Kilda, because St. Kilda was such a good team. Everyone's like, fuck, they were annoyed yeah, yeah. at how good Rewalt and St. Kilda was. Then St. Kilda started to be shit, but Rewalt continued to be a freak and everyone's like, oh, he's we never stopped. He's, we love yeah, him. He's, he has never stopped really. Like last, last year at 30 million years old. <laughs> He was averaging what, two goals a game and 20 touches and 10 marks. Robbed of an like, all-Australian spot. Yeah, yeah, oh, big time. He's still their best key forward. And is that, a, is that to the detriment of St Kilda? Uh, well, not really. Um, I'm not sure he's their best key forward. He's just their best it's just forward. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, he's, the, the, their ability to sort of use him as a wing player because of his monster tank has, has actually helped to develop Tim Memory, who kicked five. Well, yeah, and... Yeah. and uh, Josh Bruce, who who you know could have kicked five, but just really loves to hit Two the post. Five, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I suppose <laughs> I, I suppose there's the issue of whether he's keeping Paddy McCartan out of the side. But I think Paddy McCartan's head is keeping him out of the side. That yeah. too, but I don't I don't think he is. Like he, he's so versatile. Like he can play up on the wing, or he can play as a deep forward. It's probably someone like Josh Bruce who's keeping Paddy McCartan out of the side, or maybe even Tim Membry who probably spends more time in the forward fifty than Rue does. Hmm. Well, so like while it's working, while you got three. 
three forwards who match up so well together. Why, but, why would you change that? Well, and then on the flip side, Richmond have gone, well, fuck a, a tall forward. We're just going to run a 22 small man <laughs> forward team. And the it five foot nothing Tyson it, Stengel at centre-half well, forward. Well, it, it, it cost them. Like, seriously, that, that game, we've been waiting for that for St Kilda for a long time. And on the flip side, we've almost kind of been waiting for Richmond to be found out this season as well. And, I mean, they were absolutely found out on Saturday night. They were destroyed. They did not look like scoring. They did not look like getting their hands on the footy. They scored 10 points to to half time. At half time, I was saying it was reminding me of that game with Geelong, um, like pants Richmond in 2007, mm-hmm. that sort of early season. By 120 yeah, billion points. St Kilda at that point could have won by as many points as they chose to. They just sort of yeah. took the foot off the pedal in the second half because Richmond were just diabolical. Just, they were, yeah, they were diabolical. They were dominated. They were shell shocked. You know, and I think this is the problem with Richmond. I've been saying it all season. I've been saying it for a long time about them. Is once things start to to go against them, once the adversity hits, they just they just lose their heads completely, and they yeah, and they were just jumped really. Well, of the top ten disposal getters, only two were Richmond, and you have to go down to Grigg, who was the the fourth highest. Like that's it's pretty. I mean, no possession. You look at Collingwood disposals aren't everything in footy, <laughs> but I no. mean, they seriously they were just dominated at every aspect of that game or every position they were dominated. Every position. Yeah, literally every position. Except, uh, um, did any of them really acquit themselves? Like Rance normally does most weeks, but I mean, Tim Membry kicked five. Kane and, Lambert probably. Yeah, yeah, and that's sort of saying something. Billy itself, Longer, not only did he kick the football, he kicked a goal from outside 50. <laughs> what the hell? I tell you what, the biggest moment for me was when I went, when I sit, sort of said to myself, there is absolutely no way Richmond can even bring us back to the level of respectability. It was when um, Lee Montagna kicked that bomb from 55. Mm. <laughs> it, I think it was like late in the second quarter, maybe. And it was just like, uh-oh. <laughs> and, and Lee Montagna couldn't uh-oh. kick 40 metres in his prime. And he yeah. just kicked that from 55. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've, they've moved to seventh now. Richmond have dropped down to six. Equal on points and pretty close in percentage. It was, Who's they the were sort of, team? They were flipping all night. Yeah. It was, the, uh, At one I stage, Richmond lost about 7 or 8% mm. on, in that. In that, it was uh, it was only that late comeback from Richmond that got them mm, ahead. Mm, on one later. stage, killed it fourth. Fourth, weird, weird night. Um, who's the better footy team? Well, you have to go with Richmond. Because... I I, th- I think yeah. Still, despite that result, unquestionably Richmond. Richmond have been the most consistent footy team all year. This this la- reckon, this ladder I've ever run. This ladder is just it's actually ridiculous. Like I'm looking at it now. The Adelaide GWS on equal top forty four. Geelong third and forty two. Then you got. Port Adelaide, Melbourne, Richmond, St Kilda, all equal on 36 points. And you can't really pick them apart, those teams. It's a logjam. It's an absolute logjam. Then Sydney have just snuck into the eight on percentage over West Coast. Mm. And, I mean, they are the form team of the comp right now. One, what, eight just, last night? Just mm. before we talk about Sydney hitting the top four, can I just say how enjoyable, sorry, top eight, how enjoyable it is that West Coast dropping out of the top four still means Port, a uh, top eight, still means Port hasn't beaten a top eight side. <laughs> oh, no, they're, they're beating Sydney. Yeah, yeah, but they weren't a top eight side at the time. Oh, at the time, yeah, yeah of course. Um, but yeah, Sydney, Sydney's comeback is scary, to be mm. honest. I was kind of hoping we could go for a season without them, <laughs> just hanging <laughs> we in there and weeks, gnawing so away. It was a fun but six weeks. It while was it lasted. a fun. It was a fun six weeks. But yeah, it looks like um, but, and the, with the way uh the, they go with the buy after the the um the buy you know the buy after round twenty three, you can't you can't write any team off who finishes anywhere in the top eight now. No. no. Yeah, no. they just keep finding players like Jake Lloyd. Is he'd be leading their BNF this year? He's a freak. Would he? He might be. 
I don't know. I, I, to, to be honest, they've been a little bit off Broadway. Then they started losing a lot. I sort of stopped watching them as closely. Mm. Um, but he might be close, yeah. He's, he's been sensational. But, I mean, Gold Coast, who knows? They'll, they'll beat Collingwood this weekend. That's because that's what they do. But they, they rock up to certain games and then they don't rock up. And it's it's so frustrating. Like, luckily they don't have that many fans because they'd be pulling all their hair out <laughs> like watching that team. They'd be yeah, so Yeah, Rod, Rodney, he's got none left. You well, wonder why, you know, make that up for yourself. But, um, yeah, the, the least cons- it's such a roller coaster. It's, mm. it's unbelievable how much they can show up one week and how little they can show up the next. Like, they were ahead a quarter time. They were matching Sydney. Mm. Like, it wasn't like Sydney were you know, had rolled over and let Gold Coast kick five goals. Gold Coast were good in the first quarter, and it's exactly what they did against Melbourne. They just... They were abysmal after that, They though. just rolled over. Well, Sydney's Sydney's big win sets up a massive um, Battle of the Bridge this weekend. Yeah, yeah. that's huge. It's it's a massive game. Sid- Sydney win, they go nine and seven. Well, They're, what, a win and two draws behind GWS. That's right. <laughs> and, and particularly seeing as, you know, um, GWS only held on for a draw against a resurgent Hawthorne who... Absolutely, was coming home with a wet sail in Tassie. Um, I, I saw a stat this week. If we can touch on GWS quickly, like GWS have trailed during the last quarter in ten of their fifteen matches. They're not as convincing a side as we can make them out to be. It might be injuries. It might be, you know, it might well, be. They've got a big bigger casualty list than a bloody episode. They've of got Mash. More, <laughs> <laughs> they, they got more players out than in. And now but, that's a gag. <laughs> Been hanging on to that one for a while, <laughs> but, I mean, but that's two draws in a row, and that's unfair. Is that stats, man? Has that ever happened in the history of AFL? Two draws in a row, twice, twice. Both, there you the, go. both, nineteen eleven and nineteen twenty one. Wow, thanks, stat man. There you go, stealing my thunder. That, I was about to rattle that one off. I, you know what? I'm, I was secretly <laughs> hoping that Ryan Burton's punch was classified as as counted because. When have you ever seen a guy try to rush a point to win a game for your team? You don't see it often. You don't. Oh, it was convinced it was. It was like Madara Maradona, hand of God esque. If he had done that, <laughs> like seriously, it was amazing. And he's a freak, Ryan Burton. By the way, he's going to well, win that, that. That that would be the hallmark of his career. You know, Ryan Burton is such a good def- such a good defender. He won he's, a game. He, he won a game <laughs> with his fists. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. That, but look, that turnaround, John John Patton. By the way, five goals straight. He's a freak. The general, he's, a, he's good. Damn good forward now. Mm. But uh, who gets him this week? You reckon Grundy takes him? Oh, I'd have to. Um, I think... Um, yeah, Jere- sure, surely would. Mm. Jeremy Cameron roams a little too much, I think, to... Um, you know, Patton's more your inside 50 contested marking sort of forward, so I think Grundy's more suited to that. Probably get maybe Melican to Cameron? Yeah. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> I think Jeremy Cameron would be rubbing his hands together if that was the case. I like, I like Melican. Hey, hey, hey. Lewis Melican was named the team of the week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as much as you want to you know, slam the player hey. ratings, which we often do, and it's often warranted he wasn't the team of the week. <laughs> I like I No, no, I like him. I'm a big, I'm a big Lewis Melican fan, but I don't want him playing on Jeremy Cameron. I, <laughs> if, if I think that's pretty fair. You know, you know will, he, will he beat Jeremy Cameron? He merely can. Mm. We'll put it that way. All right, let's okay, move on from that, please. Uh, by the way, if his nickname isn't the Pelican, I think Sydney Swans have lost a big opportunity. <laughs> yeah, it has to. It has to. Um, so we talked about the demise of Sydney, and, and they've revamped it. Talk about the demise of Hawthorne. They've revamped it. GWS have kind of hit a couple of uh, stumbling blocks. Teams of 2016 battling in uh, 2017. The Bulldogs probably exemplify uh, that the most. They were horrifying uh, on a Friday bad. night. Horrifying. If it wasn't, I don't know what's happened. It, it, um, I think I listened to the commentary on Channel Seven, which is always dangerous. I know, but uh, the duck was saying literally he could probably pick maybe three to four blokes from that team last year that has actually improved this year, and it, one of them was Jack Redpath, who that's he, that's fair. He, he was kicked, out. I think he won three or won four, and he's usually a dead eye dick. 
Jack. It was he was mm. great last week too. Mm. So yeah. I, I think that's fair. Um, I but, reckon three three to four is probably being generous. I, I'm struggling to think of any player that's um, Bailey oh, Dale. I was going to go Bailey Dale, considering yeah. he's kind of established himself. Um, but to lose by Dalhouse, maybe he's I reckon by he's like one percent. Yeah, he's par. I reckon Dalhouse is par. Um, Toby McLean. I think he's oh, yeah, def- McLean, definitely fun. And I think Hunter McRae have been really good this year as well. But to lose by 10 goals when at one stage it was monsoonal rain in Adelaide, mm. it's it's pretty bad. Well, they, were, they, were, they were matching Adelaide to halftime and they were just listless after that. They're, they're the lowest scoring side in the competition over the last 10, 12 weeks, whatever it is. It just seems like they're okay defensively. Like Adelaide scored 104, which, you know, it's it's okay. They 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 could put up 140 if they want. Yeah, they're a really good offensive side. But just every time the Bulldogs seem to get forward to center, they just collapse in a heap. They had more inside fifties than Adelaide on Friday night. That was that. that I mean, and they, and the, and they you know, scored less than half what Adelaide did. That's not too different to last year though. They weren't they weren't by any means uh, you know uh, um, incisive in their attack last year. They were just. Relentless. They basically won by uh, force of of repeat entries, mm. didn't they? And in I, the end, yeah. I, but I don't, repeat entries and repeat stoppages I, inside I 50, buy, but they can't do either of those. But I don't buy into the fact where people are like, well, they weren't the best team last year. They were seventh. To be fair, the Bulldogs were pretty good all year, and then they hurt by injuries towards the end of the season. Then mm. they build it back up. They were a top four side last year for the yeah. entire season. What, what do you make of them not tagging Sloan? Well, I was about to say that. Is that? Do you think that's arrogance on Beveridge? Part saying like we can go head to head. I don't know if it's arrogance so much as like naivety. Mm. I, I just don't. I don't understand how you can have watched the last six weeks of footy and 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 say, well, we'll, nah, we'll be fine. We just don't need to bother. It's like Rory Sloan was the Brownlow favourite after six weeks. Yeah, and because he it's, was it's, ahead of Patrick Dangerfield, who's probably going to poll about fifty votes this year. <laughs> well, Sloan won't if, I, if he can get past <clears throat> Dane Zorko. Well, Sloan won't get Brownlow <laughs> votes for that game. He wasn't their best player no. by a mile, but he still was damaging. Yeah, and, and he, it, it, if soon if it's raining, that's Rory Sloan's game. Yeah, he loves he it. Had well. eight inside fifties. Yeah. So, and did you know, kick a goal. That's an impact. Yeah. He definitely had an impact. I, I think the Crouch brothers and Laird were probably better than him, but he was sensational. Josh Jenkins as well. And Jenkins as well. Um, but, I mean, Bulldogs, it's they I'd, seriously probably, I'd, they're not going to make the finals. Yeah, I can't see him making the finals from here. It would t- take something, it would take a, a Sydney-esque turnaround. Well, we've, you, oh, know, yeah. you, know, you know what they need? They need Sydney to learn him Gary Rowan. Because, yeah. <laughs> because one, they, they need some pace. There's no one quick in that side. No. Absolutely no one quick. And two, they need someone who can just mark the Mc, fucking thing. The, in McLean's quick. McLean's yeah. quick. That's pretty much McLean's it. McLean's quick, but he's Hunter's playing. Quick. He's, Hunter doesn't like Hunter's like consistently quick. He, he's not lightning quick. I think the thing about him, the thing day. about him is they have a, have basically not played a good game all year. No. Like they won no. a lot early in like playing poorly, and then have lost games playing poorly as they're, well. They just haven't been good. This is but this is this happens. They they want to they want to flag way ahead of schedule. Yeah, it's not that un, you know it's not it's not unprecedented to see a team fall away. Could you say? Maybe thanks to the third man up rule and the repeat stoppages and Marcus Bonzapelli having about twenty hitouts to advantage every single final. Do you reckon they kind of nicked the flag with that third man up rule? Maybe, maybe. Well, Hawthorne could... were doing it for a long time, and yeah, they like like, could... like like Hawthorne nicked the yeah. flag with a rush behind rule. Yeah, but you can you can make that argument, but the fact is they've got a, they've got the flag locked away, and yeah, and, like, and like, good like, I'm I'm not disputing their you know credibility yeah. over a flag. You know they won it. And Hawthorne won in 08, Dogs won in 2016. That's history. You yeah. can't write that off. But, like, 
So what 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 we're what we're saying is here that does, uh, it, does in, it paint in them in a better picture than 20, they really are? Twenty twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. It's uh, it's going to be a dog three peak. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, done with this podcast. <laughs> quickly before, quickly before we uh, move on to uh, North Melbourne Freo, which is another ripper game. These are the last games for the Bulldogs for the, for the remainder of the season. And in all honesty, can they win them? They've got Carlton this week at the MCG. Whoa. I know, right? Yeah, it's tough. And they can't write off Carlton at the G. No. no. Uh, then they've got Gold Coast at, Eddie, at Kazali Stadium. Oh, yeah. Oh, right, if, right. Yep. Gold Coast turn up. They could beat them convincingly. And then they've got Essendon at, at Eddie Had. Look, th- this run home's not too bad for them, to be honest with you. And then they've got the Lions at the Gabba. Yeah, that's penciled that in. They penciled that in. So yeah. like, that's one certainty. Then they've got GWS at Eddie Had, uh, Port Adelaide at Eureka Stadium. No. Nah. Down in uh, down in Ballarat. This is tough. They're, they're, this is all real tough. They're out of the top eight, so Port Adelaide will win that. And one. then they finish off <laughs> against Hawthorne. Yeah, I I, th- I think they'll miss the finals from here. There's mm. there's what five, six, fifty, fifty games in there, and they need to win them all. It's well, I mean, if you look at the top eight, who like can you make an argument for them deserving to be in there ahead of any of these teams? No, no. Like Adelaide, GWS, Geelong, Port, Melbourne, Richmond, St Kilda, Sydney. No, not not any of those teams on their day. Yeah, well, I, yeah. The only team you could mount an argument for maybe St Kilda. I was going to say that. Yeah, but that's it. St Kilda's had what two really good games this year. Yeah, St, St. Richmond, Kilda. So. St Kilda don't really play good games so much as they just play good quarters. Well, you talk yeah, about good yeah. games. The young debutant for Frio yesterday. What was his name? Heath Nighouse. Nighouse. Golan in the middle of the street. First, yeah. Nye Welcome to Nighouse. You see the video they loaded up Frio on the bus. They're, no. all, they're all singing that and pointing it to him. Oh, and he's just God. sitting there just on his phone. <laughs> Goal with his first kick of the, kick of the footy. His last kick of the footy um, puts him ahead again, just over the line. What a debut. Four goals on Unreal. debut. And, uh, I mean, you wrote yesterday about Goldstein and uh, Braden Proust just parading up and down Arden Street celebrating when Goldstein misses Hey, it was kick. Errol Street. Oh, sorry, mate. Errol Street. But, I mean, <laughs> Mind you, the editor. Look is, your is, there, is there a more Ruckman-esque set shot at goal than, than that? He's hooked it the wrong way for a right footer. He's kicked it to the right. It was like a Ryan Harris outswinger. Oh, yeah. It was disgusting. He stabbed at it. But they, I mean, they didn't deserve to win that game anyway. I thought Freo were the, were the better side. But I reckon neither side deserved to win that game in a way. Freo, 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 Freo probably because they played a good quarter. Mm-hmm. And Michael Walters especially played a good quarter because he's a He's one of your gun. boys, isn't he? One of my boys. Yeah. But... You know, the rest of the game was just North slowly clawing back and Freo kind of sort of resisting it, not really towards the end. It was just a, it was, a dour game. It was game. extremely Ross Lyon, oh, yeah, wasn't, wasn't it? it? Just lock it up by quarter time and then just, just, just <laughs> I think, hold them up. I, I think it says a lot about North that Ross Lyon can almost throw away a win and then pull it back and win. Can we, can we, just, can we just say, can North just pull the plug and go to Tassie? Oh, oh, come on. Because right. you're, you're going to get a sued by James uh, Brayshaw. How long have they been for? Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. They uh, they sort of, they did this weird thing where they overestimated their list um, a couple of years ago. They sort of made the prelim a couple of a couple of years in a row. And then, I don't know, they sort of assumed that they could win a flag, but they were never really in the window. It was, it was kind no. of, they were overachieving making those prelims. And now... Now I'm sure they've got to do a rebuild. I don't. I don't really. Well, they are. Yeah. Well, they are. They are doing a rebuild. I suppose you'd say. Yeah. The crowd was just deplorable again for North. Well, that's that's North Melbourne. And they were playing Frio, so I don't even think they probably even opened up the top tier. 
They couldn't, wouldn't have even bothered. So, anyway, that's probably enough talking about North, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> yesterday was another ripper game. Melbourne it's the most just, time I get for six weeks. Melbourne just, um, they, they somehow just get involved in these fucking great games in 2017. And yesterday, for a very improving Carlton outfit who were down their best player, that was a great game of footy. It was a great game. It was close. It was, um, was the highlight Clayton Oliver? Do we have to... Um, actually, I think we got audio of that. No, I was just sort of hit him on the chest and I wasn't really expecting it. Sort of just clipped me and sort of just rocked me a little bit. Mm. Just sort of fell back, wasn't really ready for it. And yeah, I guess just wasn't ready for it. So I don't, don't want to look like obviously a faker or anything yeah. like that. So yeah, just sort of just rocked me and just sort of wasn't ready for it. Yeah. Wait, wait what? That's what he said to the guy from uh, from the crowd. He said, tell me <laughs> tell me about that hit from uh, Will Schofield. And he just said, oh, it sort of rocked me. Because like, he, yeah. he went off to walk back. He went off to go back to the game. And he's like, oh, hang on. No, I want to give this guy a proper explanation. And that was the audio there from Fuck, you had us there. Yeah. Rooney and I were just looking at each other like, are you, are you three weeks behind the rest of this? What's going on? <laughs> like, for real? Um, but on, yeah, that was a great game of footy. It, I was watching it with my, my flatmate, who's a massive Carlton fan, and he was just like, fucking Clayton Oliver. I literally, yeah. Does someone take him out of the game? Because he's a pest, but he's so good. Yeah. He is. He's only 19 years old. <laughs> 19? <laughs> he was sensational. I, I love watching Clayton Oliver go about it, and I especially love that he pisses off so many really, but, really but, boring people. <laughs> but, but, but like, there's, there's so much passion in how much he loves riling people up. And it, yeah. He's like a good version of Tom Bug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, well, Tom like, Bug like, with skill. Like, yeah. he, like, he just kind of revels in the chaos. It's a really, it's a really funny video. I think Alex Neil Bullen posts on Instagram where um he's like hiding in a rubbish bin at training, and Clayton Oliver walks past, and he just pops out of the rubbish bin and and screams, and you know, right next to Clayton Oliver, he's walking past. He's like, ah, fuck, shit, fuck. Did, it, did you say he revels? Yeah, he did say. I was that took me surprise. Revels, well. revels. revels. It's revels. Yeah, Ethan, come on, mate. Could have been that. <laughs> Please tell us more about the bin. <laughs> I, I, just, I just told you I about you the bin. You guys weren't paying attention. <laughs> well, I just couldn't get past he, the he, person, he personifies, <laughs> personifies the bloke that you uh, you you don't want to play against, and you want him in your team. Yeah, so that's what Clayton Oliver is. So the that story is has grown legs. As you sort of knew that it would, um, and now the the Carlton fan in question is 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 like demanding an apology because he so this the 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 event seemed to have gone. Oliver's ended up in the crowd and this bloke said to him, you're a weak cunt, you're a diver. And then Oliver's walked away and then gone, actually, no, I'm not having that. Turned back and said, touch me again and I'll fucking kill you. Mm. <laughs> and now the Carlton fan wants an apology for that. What's that? For starting it. Yeah. Well, we're, I've got absolutely what's... no issue with Clayton Oliver standing up for himself. Absolutely yeah. no issue. Give as good as you get. And if, if so, but like that would be said um, like a million times on the field. There's yeah. absolutely oh, yeah. no way that Clayton Oliver's ever going to hit him. No, so of course he's, not. He's just gone back. Mm. He's just a young, you know, cocksure millennial. He's not gonna, doesn't want to take <laughs> yeah. shit. One of those millennials I've read about in yes, the Herald Sun. In the Herald Sun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, One of them demon tards. Yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind him Bloody going back. Right. I don't mind him going back. I'm not going to um, have an extended pop at the bloke that's that's yelled over the boundary because he's not a public figure and he probably doesn't deserve the the hate. Um, but I mean. It's all a bit of a storm in a teacup, isn't it? Hopefully, yeah. the common sense prevails it's... here, and and uh, both parties can, you know, achieve a result that's that's not too embarrassing <laughs> for everyone involved. Isn't it eighty percent of uh, footy media in twenty seventeen just storms storms and teacups? Oh well, yeah, it's ridiculous. Hashtag content. Well, hopefully that's not your rant because it is time for this. The big fellas angry. It's Rudy's rant. Collingwood. 
I am sick to death of hearing about Collingwood every fucking week. <laughs> Seriously. Like, it, they're a rabble. They've been a rabble for a few years. It's not news anymore. Everyone knows. Yeah, they've been getting worse every single year under Bucks. Yeah, he's taking them backwards. It's it's no longer news. All like everyone wants to run a hot take after every loss. Oh, is Buckley finally done? Is it time? Who cares? Just let it play out. It doesn't even matter anymore. Everyone knows they're bad. Everyone knows Buckley. Everyone knows now Buckley's a dead man walking coaching wise. Just stop wasting column inches on it. For God's sake. It just it becomes so boring. Repetitive. Like, yeah. It just wears you down to have to hear it over and over again. Everyone everyone knows like everyone has the same opinion, but they want to yell it out over each other. It just let it go. Let it go. I, I think everyone knows inevitably what's going to happen. And I don't want to hear about it either. <laughs> so shall we move on to our next segment? Yeah, well uh, about Nathan Buckley. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's gone. He's got to, he's got to go. The, 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 well, it was mentioned that uh, Brad Scott is that uh, Jay Clark mentioned yesterday on Triple M that Collingwood is known to be interested in Brad Scott because he was an assistant there. Please, I don't I don't want Scott. Can, can, can I can I just, who do you want? Um, is Wayne Britton? What's he What's he up to these days? I don't know. Wayne Britton. <laughs> I was going to say Paul Ruse or Alistair Clark. You know or what? Someone, we, you know, we, you've kind of. Dug from the bottom of the pack. I, I would not seriously would not mind Brett Ratton, but but do you reckon it just doesn't do you reckon feel Bucks right? could bring himself to hire Brett Ratton? On, honestly, I'm not sure he could. Bucks or Eddie? Sorry, I meant Eddie. Yeah. Well, hopefully Eddie and Gary Pernut and um and uh, Derek Hine are there next year anyway. So. Well, I think Ooh. that's wishful thinking. Mm. <laughs> I was actually talking to someone. Uh, this is the last thing on Collingwood. The la- I was talking to uh, MJ who works at Triple M. At, at what stage of the year is it right to sack a list manager? Because you can't do it at the start. Of, you can't do it in the off season That's because it's like, and then throughout the season they're doing studies on the opposition. Like they they've worked themselves into a position where they're almost unsackable. It's weird. I don't know. That's mm. a, that's Hopefully we find out soon. Hey, um, um, can, um, I, can I? Can we go back to Brad Scott? I do not think that would be the worst appointment for Collingwood. Mm. Yeah, I'm, it, I'm with you. I don't think that would be a bad because it's all. like he spent ten years at North. They have a winning record in his time. He's taken a. Let's be honest, North's list wasn't that good. He's taken that list to two prelims. They're probably overachieved with that list. And yeah, look at this season. Like, they're 17th. They could be 9 and 6. Like, there's a lot of close games in there that are thrown away. Okay, maybe that's applied on Brad Scott. Mm. You know, whatever that may be. But he's done really well with his North list. It's still bad, and he's still getting some okay footy out of them. He's overachieving with the list he's got. He's done that for 10 years. Collingwood has a decent list. You know, there's no there's no saying he might not do the same with Collingwood. He could take them to a final. Mm. He could take them to a prelim. You know, there's no writing that off. He might not be the most tactically, you know, astute coach like a Clarkson or a Ruse, but, you know, he's done well with North. Well, we just spent five minutes talking about Collingwood and Rudy's rant was about overhearing about Collingwood. <laughs> so let's move <laughs> on. Right. We've, already, uh, we've, Sorry, already, we've already touched on this. It, it, the weird take of the week. And it is that Carlton member going public wanting an apology from Clayton Oliver. Are you fucking serious, mate? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a bit like he started it and then, yeah, strange. It, for me, it just it reeks of someone just really wanting to just suck every single second out of his exposure. Trying to make possible. his 15 minutes of fame, 15 hours. Mm. Yeah. Um, I've got my own weird take of the week and it's, um, it's actually Danny Frawley. No, here we We're go. going back to the SEN well. What, what's, what's Spud done? <laughs> um, it's, it actually stems from the same game. 
it's um so he <laughs> um uh, right at the end there i think was it alex neil bullen that that um like yeah, Neil Bullen had the set shot and so, passed to Lewis. Yeah, so he's used up the 30 seconds, and then he's seen Lewis free by himself about 20 metres further on and passed it on. Smart footy. Yeah. Mm. yeah can all Absolutely. Smart footy. Yeah, you oh, I, don't, I don't mind. Alex, sure. Neil, Alex Neil Bullen has missed a lot of set shots from 38 straight in front before, so I don't mind him passing it off. <laughs> pretty sure that's called <laughs> icing the game. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'd have said. But it's, Danny like, Frawley, it's like kicking around the back half. Danny Frawley um, wants this loophole closed. Uh, the AFL need to get rid of that rule, he said. If you're shooting for goal and you tell the umpire you're going to take 30 seconds off the clock, then you have to shoot for goal. Mm, well, no, you why? don't. Why? Why? <laughs> what? What? Diff- like, why? Surely you've got the footy. You're possessing it. You know, it's your prerogative to do with it as you wish. And what's the solution to that? Do you force them to have a shot for goal? So if a bloke, if you take your 30 seconds and a bloke becomes free in a better position, you're not allowed to pass to him? What happens if you do? Free kick against? Mm. <laughs> are you are you really gonna are you really going to penalise a team for trying to in, you know get a better position? You can't penalise a team for well, the defending team not manning them up because no that, exactly what did Carlton not man up? Um, Jordan Lewis like it was it was ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. It, uh, just get that right, Carlton, and then we don't have to have this conversation. I'm not a fan. <laughs> of, I'm not a fan of the shot clock. I don't think it was needed, but the fact that people now trying to say that there needs to be rules to make sure people are actually having a, a shot at goal instead of just faking it out. And bizarre. Nice. It's bizarre. Mm. It's bizarre. Anyway, moving on. Give me something you're looking forward to, boys, as we wrap up the uh, round 16 podcast. Can I Can I go here? Is that all right? Yeah, yeah, go. Mate, this round is absolute. They've got all the biggest rivalries. Geelong Hawthorne, GWS Sydney, Frio West Coast. Richmond Brisbane. And Gold Coast Collingwood. How good is yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm really looking. I actually am really looking forward to Hawthorne Geelong. Five weeks ago, I wouldn't have said that. I actually think this is going to be a ripping game of football. Yeah, yeah. Geelong, Geelong pants and by 14 goals earlier this season. I think a few Hawthorne players will remember that. Mm. Uh, Hodgie's 300th. Sounds like he's about to retire as well. Um, I was just saying before, would imagine if he was said, like announced that he was retiring effective after the game. It'd be huge. It'd be, imagine Expect, how. Go, go out with a bang. Expect fists. That's oh, all yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> real, real Wakeland. Him and Joel, real, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real sort of Daryl Wakeland. Yeah, uh, yeah. Him and Joel Sale, like at end of Rocky Three when him and Apollo Creed just be like, you sure you want to do this? <laughs> a, real, a, real, a, real, a real Matthew Lloyd sort of send off. Ring you know, the snipe bell. Some, snipe someone and retire. Yeah. <laughs> Ring the bell, you pansy. I mean, uh, that's what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, that that could be a cracker. I'm meant, I'm meant to be at that, I believe. Um, I'm... Like pretty, a lot of these games look pretty good. I think I'm most looking forward to St Kilda Essendon to see. Yeah, how that'll Kilda, be decent. Like to see how St Kilda back that performance up. Like, mm. like, like we said, like I said, they've they've made a habit of playing good quarters, but not many good full games. Mm. And um, Essendon are a reasonably stern test. They're a decent side, so I'm quite interested to see how that goes. I reckon they're about the same level, St Kilda and Essendon. Um, I'm looking forward to the last man standing battle between Rodney Eade and Nathan Buckley. <laughs> Buckley, uh, surely Eade's gone. Surely he's gone. They're both gone. Can, really, can, bo- can both of them lose that one? I don't know. I um, it's going to be like the end of Rocky Three when they both just go and fight each other and just be like, ring the bell. <laughs> <laughs> let's wrap this up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. No, but I think you're right. I think, and they're mates too, Rocket and Bucks. So, oh yeah, but, they could um, just, they could just yeah. 
hey, they could do a hodgie and be like, after this game, we're going to retire effective immediately and yeah. walk off into the sunset together towards Cavill Avenue. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Thanks, guys. As always, you can uh, catch us at greenfieldpost.com.au, on Twitter at the Greenfield Post, and on Facebook. We'll be back next week. Rudy, we'll be here. Hopefully. Hopefully. Better be. Cool. Catch you guys.